love them together one more time. They used Well, praise the Lord, somebody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? If you have your Bibles today, I'd like to turn to the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. chapter of the book of Mark. I want to say what an honor it is to be here again. And um, as Brother Mark's preached last night, I know that I am blessed, privileged to be here. Not just here, but, and this is a privilege and opportunity, but to be with you, to be with this great bishop of this apostolic faith. I appreciate Brother Parker. So very much, and appreciate the fellowship that I've had with him uh, last night, yesterday. And I want to say that uh, I appreciate the word of the Lord we heard last night. Sweet touch of the Holy Ghost. What a mercy message. And I appreciate Brother Marks' ministry. I've looked up to him I guess from a distance for the last few years and I appreciate everything that he's done for this apostolic faith for young people across the country and uh, I want to say that uh, this area is certainly blessed it's no doubt that God has highly favored this group of people that is here and Lord's doing a great work, has done a great work, and is doing a great work in this part of the country. It's very evident that God's favor and anointing is upon uh, this section of the country. You, you think about people that live so far out. You drive on some of these interstates. You see little houses in the distance. Sometimes you just wonder, have they heard this apostolic truth. Have they heard it? And Brother Parker shared with me last night that he was raised on a, or grew up on a, on a ranch. No doubt they were several miles from town. And you think about how the Lord, you know, God can just reach so far sometimes where we can't even go and I believe God has orchestrated and divinely designed the church to be his voice his reaching hands in this last hour you know if, if, if somebody if the Lord tarries and somebody's going to get a work done for God in this part of the country it's going to be these young people that are sitting in these pews they're going to be the ones that carry this gospel to precious souls that are lost and never heard truth. And I appreciate the opportunity to get to come and try to somehow be a blessing to them. Mark the 10th chapter. And starting at the 28th verse. The 10th chapter and the 28th verse. I want to say before we start reading, I'm so glad to have my good wife with me. And our little girl. I appreciate the... Lord for allowing us to make it. Mark the 10th chapter and the 28th verse. The Bible said, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold. Somebody say a hundredfold. 
Well, that's something to think about a hundredfold. And then he said, now in this time, somebody say, now in this time. Now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands, no doubt with persecutions. But don't ever forget, he said, you shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. And in the world to come, eternal life. I want to preach a very simple message to you this morning. Very simple, and it's probably not as, as sombering as, as maybe what it feels right now, but, but then again, it could be. But I want to talk to you and just preach very simply. I, I just want to talk to you and say that it pays to serve the Lord. It pays to serve the Lord. Revelation, the 22nd chapter, Jesus said, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me. How many believe you got a reward waiting on you? We can't ever lose the sight that we have got something that is waiting for us beyond this life. That God has a reward that is waiting for every blood-bought, born-again child of God that has sold out their life to serve Him. There is a reward for serving God. God's got a reward in the world to come. I mean, heaven's going to be great. And I know young people sometimes don't always think about heaven. Even as you get older, you don't think about heaven just because of everything that you have to deal with just to navigate through life. But before I go into this, I do want to say let us never lose our focus on the reward that is set before us. I'm telling you, we can't ever get our eyes so focused on this life and this world that we forget that God went away and Jesus said that He went away to prepare a place for us. I'm not trying to preach before I pray. I do want to pray for just a minute, but let me just talk to you for just a minute. He said that I go to prepare a place. He said, and if I go to prepare a place, I'm coming back to get you. And I'm going to bring you to where I prepared this great place. I'm telling you, God's got a reward waiting on every one of us that serves the Lord. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Lord, sometimes we think that uh, that, uh, you know, everything ain't going on as good as we'd like it to go. But don't ever forget God's got a reward waiting for you. Somebody shout, it pays to serve the Lord. Help me pray right now. Could we lift up our hands? Jesus, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus, for this anointing that is in this place. Help us to do your will and to be sensitive to your perfect will and your word. God, we love you and we praise you. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands and offer him a hand clap of praise. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of God's precious word. In light of the statements that I've just met, uh, I've just made... You know, we can't ever forget that God's got something prepared for us. And that whatever trial that we shall endure and everything that we have to contend with and, and uh, everything that we have to fight for in this life is going to be worth it. You know, the Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans, he said, Now the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I mean, God's got something great that's waiting on His church. He's got something so grand and so glorious and so awesome. You can't even put it into words. Exactly everything that God has planned to when He takes us up out of here. And so we don't ever need to forget. But yet at the same time that we have our focus on eternity. And then the same time that we have our focus on heaven's view. We can't ever forget Jesus said that there are going to be some things that you shall receive in this life. And he said that you shall receive a hundredfold. And you notice the ones that he is talking to, the one that Peter said, Lord, we've left all and have followed you. He's talking to the people that have forsaken everything that they had in the world to follow the Lord. And Jesus said, those are going to be the ones 
that receive an hundredfold in this time. And he said, it's going to happen. Jesus said, you are going to receive something now. And you know, we, we, we've got to always, I guess you know, have a balance on everything. But I want to just tell us uh, people here today for a few minutes, I don't talk to you about it pays to serve the Lord and just tell you that it truly does pay to serve the Lord. And God has got a reward not just in the world to come, but He's got a reward for us that live for God right now. Sometimes you might not always see the reward that God has for you. You know, sometimes at other times you're looking right at the reward and don't even know it. The church of the living God is a reward uh, that you and I get to freely enjoy coming to the house of God and listening to good preaching and feeling the precious gift of the Holy Ghost surge through our services and through our, our, our spirits. Because it is a reward that you and I get that because we have repented of our sins and been baptized in Jesus' name and received the great promise and the gift that God has given us. I'm telling you, we are recipients today of a great, grand, and glorious reward. I'm enjoying the benefits of serving God. I believe that there's some people here that is enjoying some benefits of serving God. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about a dear friend of mine. And somehow, maybe this will try to, I'll try to relate this to you because I believe that maybe every one of us could get a blessing in, in it. I had a friend of mine, and he played the drums with us. He was, he traveled with us all over the country. And he was one of the most fantastic drummers that I'd ever heard in my life. He was a very dear friend of mine. And, and so after I was baptized in Jesus' name, I met, uh, brother, I met him, uh, my friend, his name was Leon. And I met him because I wanted to tell him about what happened to me. So me and the man that won me to the Lord, you know, we called everybody we know. We called my, our bass player and our harmonica player. And, and everybody we know, you know, but everybody didn't want to talk to us. But Leon, he decided he'd meet us to hear what we had to say. And I got a chance to tell my friend about this this truth and what happened to me on that Friday morning down at that apostolic church. Leon was raised in a Trinitarian home. His mother was heavily involved in the, in the church that Leon was raised in. He knew the Bible. He began to read the Bible at the age of 12. And by the time he was grown, he had read it to, through and through several times over. And, and so we sat there at this catfish restaurant and and I began to tell him, I said, Leon, I know we've been traveling all over the country and, and doing this music. And I, I said, you know what, but I, I want to keep on playing music, but I just got to change my venues. I told him I got to change uh, the style and the genre that we are playing. I said, Leon, I, I got to tell you about what happened to me. And I told him right there, me and the man that won me to the Lord, we opened up the Bible and Lord, I didn't, I probably wasn't, surely wasn't qualified to give a Bible study, but thank God somebody was with me that knew a whole lot more than I did about this wonderful truth. All I could do was tell him about what happened to me. And I do want to say sometimes that is enough. And sometimes it is, but thank God for somebody that's got a little knowledge of this doctrine, of the new birth message. And so we began to talk to Leon about this truth. At the end of the Bible study, and Leon looked at me and he looked at my friend and he said, you know what? He said, you guys are answering questions that I've had in my heart for a long time. He said, I've been wondering a lot about uh, these things you're talking about. Nobody has ever been able to give me an answer that would suffice. But now I'm hearing something that I can understand. And he, he said, oh, you know, we were getting excited because he, it seemed like the lights were coming on in his, in his eyes. But he looked at me and he said this. He said, but, he said, I just don't know if I'm ready to go this direction. And so he went on his, his ways and I went on mine. I went on to get in church. There in North Carolina, I left Mississippi, went back to North Carolina and met my pastor and submitted to his ministry and got into the, into the church there. And, and so my, my friend Leon, he went on to tour with the number one jazz artist in the country at that time. And every once in a while he would call me from the road and he would, he'd go on to, he was traveling all over the country and all over the world and, and, uh, you know, 
You know, thank God he don't, he don't give up real easy. And I'm telling you, it's, I, before I go any further, I do want to say it's going to sound crazy, everything I'm fixing to say. But, it, but maybe somebody can get a blessing out of this. About six months after I got into the church, I got a phone call. It was from the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri. The mayor was a blues fan. He used to bring his wife and his children to the, to the clubs and to the bars and the, the festivals that we would play at. I remember seeing him. I didn't know he was the mayor, but he was just long, tall, skinny fellow. He would he'd bring his family. I can see him just out there on the dance floor, just juking and jiving. He gave me this phone call about six months after I got into the church. And he asked me, he said, he said, man, he said, we'd love for you to come to Kansas City, Missouri. we got a political function that we've got... Uh, to have, and, and we, we want some music. We want you to come and bring your band and, and sing us some blues. And I said, well, Mr. Mayor, I said, I, I appreciate you calling me, but I don't sing the blues anymore. I told him that what happened to me, I got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost at this apostolic Pentecostal church and uh, spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. I told him everything. And, you know, I thought, well, he's... Gonna say, well, have a good day. <laughs> but he said, man, you know, he, he said, that, that sounds, he said, that sounds kind of good. He said, would you be interested in coming out here anyways and singing us some gospel music? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I didn't tell him yes. <laughs> I surely didn't. I said, Mr. Mayor, I appreciate it. And I said, but I gotta, I gotta let you know. I gotta, I just gotta call you back. I'm gonna tell you what I did. I called my pastor. That's the only thing I'm really advocating for because I did a lot of things that I don't necessarily advocate some young new converts doing. But I do advocate calling your pastor. And so, uh, you know, I, I called my pastor on the phone. I told him what had happened. It wasn't a bar room. It was a political function. My pastor said, well, he said, you can go with my blessings. He said, you go out there and sing them some gospel music. And uh, he said, you let them know what you believe. I won't never forget my pastor telling me that. He said, you let them know what you believe and uh, you know I didn't I forgot to mention this but before we hang, hung up the phone the mayor uh, told me this he said if you come and sing us some gospel he said after you get done singing to us why don't you tell us the testimony you just told me over the phone and so I told my, my pastor that he said go ahead and so I went I got on the airline on the internet and, and trying to look for a plane ticket but you know what I got to thinking about my old friend Leon I got thinking about Leon and, you know, it had to have been the Lord. It had to have been God, but I called Leon. I, I don't really know exactly what I was thinking, but I had him on my heart and I thought maybe, maybe if I could get him away from his familiar surroundings just long enough to visit a Holy Ghost filled apostolic church service and maybe something to happen to him because, you know, he had made the statement that y'all are answering questions that I've had for a long time. And so I called Leon. I said, Leon, I, man, I, I done got invited to go to Kansas City, Missouri, and I'm singing some gospel music. And I, I just want to know, would you like to just, you know, come with me on this trip for a couple of days? And, and uh, you know, it just so happened he was not touring that weekend. He was off. And, you know, the Lord just knows how to do things. It's just, you know what, it, it's just, it's just it's, it's the reward of serving the Lord. God just knows how to put things together that you and I can't really do. I could have called him, but you know what? It could have been where he was working, but it pays to serve the Lord. And so uh, he, he decided to go with me on this trip. And I went out there and, and at this political function, I sang him the gospel. I'd only been in church for about six months. I think I only knew about five gospel songs, but I sang every one of them that I knew. And at the end of the singing, Leon was there and I told him my testimony. 
because the mayor told me that he wanted me to do it. And I told him I was baptized in Jesus' name. I was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. And I told him, I said, because there was a lot of people that was at that rally that used to come watch us play the blues in the world. And I told him, I said, if y'all want to see me uh, sing music again, I said, y'all going to have to come down to the church and listen to me from now on because y'all ain't going to be seeing me any longer out here. And, uh, and so... You know, the mayor came up and he had a smile on his face. Now, I'm telling you, this this mayor was not a religious man. As a matter of fact, I didn't know a lot about politics back then, but he really wasn't conservative at all. But it came up to me at the end of that testimony. And he said, you know, he said, this is awesome. He said, how about before you leave the city, how about I get a church for you to preach at before you leave? <laughs> It's the truth. Is it's really what happened? <laughs> and I talked to my pastor. And my pastor said, "Go ahead." <laughs> I'm telling you, my, my God's been gracious, merciful to me, <laughs> and so has my pastor. <laughs> oh, help us, Holy Ghost! And this is what happened. I went. You know, the mayor didn't know anything about Apostolic Pentecost. He didn't know anything about it. <laughs> He got, like I said, I advocate calling your pastor, so don't charge me. But you know what? Everybody ought to hear this apostolic message. Everybody has a right to hear at least one time. They got a right to hear what it takes to be born again. I want you to know that the mayor got me to preach it at one of the largest Baptist churches in the city. Very politically minded Baptist church. Can I take this off for the part? Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, this stuff ain't... I, I mean, I, could, I got messages that I've worked on for hours, you know, and, and prayed about it, but I just and didn't feel the direction, and this is what I felt. And so this is what happened at that this big old Baptist church, very political Baptist church. I went to the pulpit that day. I actually sang them a couple songs. I went to the pulpit, opened up my Bible, and I started preaching from Acts 2.38. I started preaching John 3 and 5, John 3 and 3, John 7 and 38 through 39. And I told them what happened to me. I told them what God had brought me out of and what God done for me. And I got to repentance. I preached on that for a little bit. I got to baptism in Jesus' name. I preached on that for a little bit. I believe the only reason they didn't pull my coattail and shut off the microphone because the mayor had hooked this thing up. I'm just telling you, God knows how to work in your favor. It don't matter who's standing against you. If you want to serve the Lord, I'm telling you, it pays to serve God. I'm reminded of what God told Brother Moses. He said, there shall no man be able to stand before you. I'm just telling you, God knows how to put the pieces of the puzzle together. God knows how to orchestrate things. If you just sell out and say, God, I want to serve you. I want to give it all to you. There is a reward. There is a, there's a payment. There's a blessing that you can receive in this time. I'm, if I was preaching a Sunday morning, I'd have stopped right there. <laughs> That'd been it. We'd have, we'd have prayed. <laughs> but you, some of you need to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> I mean, when I got to the Holy Ghost part of it, speaking in tongues, <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of, I had a lot of zeal, but not a whole lot of knowledge. <laughs> but I got to receiving the Holy Ghost part of the message. Leon was sitting on the front row of that church. And I took off running aisles preaching. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it's kind of comical, but when you got, you know, high figures in the city just... You know, yeah. <laughs> You got to say what you what you're supposed to say, no matter who it is, because God is our judge, not them. But it sometimes can be very intimidating. <laughs> you wonder are they going to put you in jail? Or what are they going to do? You know, are you not going to be able to have enough money to fly back home? 
I didn't drive that trip. <laughs> and so what happened was, hey, you know, Leon was sitting on the front row. He told me, he said, later, he said, man, he said, I don't know what happened in that place. He said, but there were some people that were sitting behind me. And when you got to talking about the Holy Ghost, they got to shouting right behind him. And, um, you know, I, I got done with my message. And like I said, it's a crazy story, but that was Leon's 30th birthday. Turning 30. Got done with that service. And I walked down to Leon. I said, Leon, happy birthday. <laughs> I said, would you... Now, I didn't have anywhere to go that night. I said, would you be interested in going to church with me tonight? Because, you know, I know apostolic churches, you know, we... Sunday night, that's our night, you know. And uh, it's still our night. And, uh, and so I thought, you know, there's bound to be a, a good apostolic church somewhere around here having church Sunday night. And I said, Leon, why don't you come go to church with me tonight? He said, I, I, don't, I ain't going to do it. And I didn't know this until last year. But he told me later, he said, I went... He was staying at the mayor's house. I was staying at a hotel. And he went back to the mayor's house got on the computer because he was trying to find the first plane ticket to get out of Kansas City. He was ready to leave that day. He, he was done. He didn't know what he got himself into. And so he got on the, on the, on the Internet and then he, he, call, he called him, talked to him on the phone. He said it looked like there was a couple of times when I was going to be able to switch my tickets, but it never did it didn't work out. You know what? You know when God's got your number, He's not going to make you choose, but He can sure put you in a corner. <laughs> Woo! Thank God for it. And so I, I had... I went back to the hotel and I found a list. I was going through the yellow pages. I found a list of about seven churches. And they all said apostolic. So I got on the phone and I started calling every one of them and, and picking them, their brains and asking them what they believed, you know. And uh, because I wanted to make sure if we went somewhere, it was going to be right. And, um, and of course, I was still young in the Lord and all of that. But, but anyways, I, I, I went to searching for these churches. Man, I drove all over Kansas City. At the same time I was driving, I didn't know it, but Leon was trying to get out of there. And, uh, and I was driving all over the city and I couldn't find the, any of those churches. I mean, I got lost. And, and, and I went back to the hotel. I don't know how long I was driving, but I'd been driving a while. And I got lost. I finally found my way back to the hotel. And you know what? I went to the phone book again and I found one church that was having service an hour later than everybody else. But they were 20 miles out of town. And I thought, well, if I leave right now, I'll be able to get to church before they start. And so I got in that little old truck and, uh, I've only told this one other time. I've told the testimony, but I've only told this part one other time at one other place. And, and it, it might, it, it, it's kind of comical. It's not really any spiritual benefit, but it is kind of comical. <laughs> and I, I don't, you know, I believe in being somber and, you know, not using the pulpit for, you know, foolishness. But, you know, it's just crazy how things happen. But the mayor had given, the only thing I had to drive was this pink truck. It's the truth. I'm driving all over the city looking for these apostolic churches in this pink truck and it wouldn't close. The door would not close. It, you, you stop, if you was on a hill or something, that door would fly open or if you was going around the curve, it'd fly open. It wouldn't close. I'd have to, I mean, I'm out here, you know, singing music for the mayor of Kansas City and I'm driving this big old pink truck, you know. And my pastor, now he might have had something different to say about that. <laughs> I'm just messing. But so what happened was I drove, I, dr I got out of town. Now it's fixing to get serious. I crossed the Missouri River Bridge. And, and I don't say this lightly. But I just have to tell you what happened. I crossed the Missouri River Bridge. And when I crossed that Missouri River Bridge, heading to that town. 
if I've ever heard from God, I heard from God that day. And all I heard was what about Leon? And I started praying right then and there. And I said, God, I done invited him to come to church and he don't want to go. I heard it one more time. What about Leon? Oh, Jesus. Me and Leon had stayed up hours of the night when we were in the world and we were talking about how sometimes that feeling of depression would come on you. I remember in oh, a long time before this ever happened, Leon, we was up to the wee hours of the morning and we was fixing to head to Texas to do a big, uh, one of the largest music festivals in the country. And before we left for that trip, man, I remember he had tears streaming down his face and he was crying, and he said, you know what, I really would like to stop smoking. He said, but I, don't, I just don't know if I can stop. And he got talking about the feelings of depression and the feelings of anxiety and how this smoking them cigarettes helped him. And, and, and he would just weep. I remember just many times him talking about that stuff. And when I heard that, that second time, what about Leon? I called him. I, I had, got my cell phone out, and I called him. I said, Leon, I know it's your 30th birthday. But let's just be real for a minute. You really ain't doing anything beneficial tonight. Why don't you come go to church with me? And he said, okay, I'll go. And so I went, turned around. I remember turning around and going back to the mayor's house. I went and picked up Leon. We got in that truck. And I mean, I was so excited because Sunday night is our night, you know. And uh, I mean, it's our night, you know. It's just what we've done, you know. I, I don't know what else to say. I was just so excited about it. And I was thinking, man, we're going to have a Holy Ghost service. God is going to do something. And, and man, we pulled up at that church. I was so excited. I don't know what Leon was thinking at the time. But uh, we got into that church. And, and you know, it's crazy how the Lord does things. But they, was actually had a, they actually had the Sunday school manual out for that morning. And he, before he started, the, the minister got up and said, Well, he said, we had a Holy Ghost blowout this morning. <clears throat> he said, but the Sunday school lesson was so good that I felt like maybe we needed to hear it tonight. And you know God knows how, how he does things. Thank God for Sunday night church. And I ain't diminishing that by any means. But And so we, 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 uh, we went and... Uh, we listened for a few minutes. You know what that Sunday school lesson was about? It was about Noah's Ark. <laughs> and how that eight souls were saved by water. And Leon being raised in that Trinitarian church, he told me when anybody wanted to get baptized, they didn't actually get baptized, but they had a, a bowl of water sitting on the pulpit, and people would come, and they'd take a little bit, and they'd sprinkle it on you. Now, he had never heard the depth and the detail that was going forth in that Bible study, and about how it typifies and symbolizes baptism in Jesus' name when you get washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. He never heard it all put like that before. I want you to know at the end of the Bible study that minister closed the book and he said we're just going to open up these altars for prayer if there's anybody here that feels like coming down and praying we're going to open up these altars you know it wasn't an emotional altar call it wasn't no tears and I believe in all of it I'm telling you don't you get me wrong I mean I believe in all of that but it just was you know I don't know God just 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 I got up from that pew and I did like any new convert young new preacher would do I got down I went down to that old fashioned wooden altar bench and I put my hands in my face and I got to praying and people started to praying and a few minutes went by and I heard a bunch of men praying behind me sounded like a bunch of them and so I got up and I turned around and old Leon had got up from that pew and he made his way down to the altar and he put his head in the carpet and he began to repent of all of the sins he began to cry out to God and asking God to forgive him of all of the sins it pays to serve the Lord I'm telling you there's people that are hungry that young people can reach in this hour
Amen. We got to praying. You may be seated. I surely would have closed on Sunday morning at that time. I'm not going to be very much longer. It's only about 12. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, at the, I got up and I seen them. They was praying. I'm telling you, every man it seemed like in that church got bound behind Brother Leon and they laid their hands on him and they was praying in the Holy Ghost. And uh, it wasn't long before uh, the pastor walked off the platform walking to, to Leon. Leon got up, looked at the pastor and he said, Pastor, he said, I need to get baptized in Jesus' name. The pastor said, oh, that's awesome. He said, that's great. He said, when do you want to do it? And Leon looked at him and said, I want to do it right now. He said, I don't want to wait another minute. I'm ready to serve God. I'm ready for a brand new life. I'm ready to live for Jesus. I tell you, I want you to know it pays to serve the Lord. You know what? It wasn't long. And musicians, you can come. But it wasn't long before Leon, he got up. Now, I'm, 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 I got a few more things to say, but I'm not going to be, be very much longer. But I want the musicians to come. And I want you to give me some of that good old-fashioned Holy Ghost apostolic hand clapping, tongue-talking, shouting music. And you know what happened to Leon? I watched him as they carried him up. They, 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 they helped him up the steps and to get into the baptistry. I watched Leon... He was still praying. He was still asking God to forgive him. He was praying. I'm telling you, big old tears streaming down his face. And uh, they, I, I will never forget uh, as that man of God put him down in Jesus' name. And when he came up out of the water, I mean, it just literally, immediately his hands flew in the air. And the glory of God filled his face. And he began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave him the utterance. I'm telling you, we got the dance in that church. We got to shouting in that church. I looked behind me and everybody in the place was shouting. Everybody was dancing. There wasn't no music, but everybody was getting with it. And they was worshiping God. Somebody say it pays to serve the Lord. Let me tell you what happened. It just is so good. I don't always get to finish it when I'm preaching a revival service. But it was so good. Leon, he went on that trip with me. He was shacking up with this old girl. He was smoking cigarettes. I didn't know it till later, but he was doing drugs I didn't even know about. Woo! Leon got up out of that baptistry. He walked right down the middle aisle of that church. Now, I'd seen him do a lot of crazy stuff in the world. But I never saw him do anything like what he did after he got baptized. He went to the back door that led to the parking lot. I'm telling you, he flung the door open. And he just took off running around the parking lot. And as he was running, he was shouting, I'm clean. I'm clean. He said, I know that I'm washed. I'm clean. I'm telling you, he was washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Brother Newman, you're going to help me out on that organ, ain't you, brother? Come on. If we're going to be Pentecost, let's be Pentecost. You know what happened? I looked at Leon and I, we got in that truck. I don't know how long he ran around the parking lot, but I'm telling you, he was running and he was shouting. We got in the truck and we began to call the man that won me to the Lord. And we were shouting there in the truck. I looked at Leon and I could tell that there was a change in his countenance. I'm telling you, he did not look like the same man that had came in there that day. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. I said, Leon, you're not going to want to spend the night at the mayor's house tonight. Had a lot of zeal, but not a lot of knowledge. But I said, Leon, you're not going to want to spend the night tonight at the mayor's house. He said, oh, I'll be all right. I said, well... I don't think it's going to be a good idea. Because <laughs> the mayor, you know, they let the kids walk around wearing hardly nothing and drinking and carousing right there in the house. 
And you know when you look at somebody and you can see the difference in their countenance, you know they didn't had a good praying through. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same even if you've had the Holy Ghost twenty years. You get up out of a red hot Holy Ghost prayer, I mean you look in the mirror, you know you don't look like you did before you prayed. I looked at Leon, I said, You ain't gonna want to go to the mayor's house tonight. He said, I think I can handle it. And so I said, Well, if you change your mind, call me and I come get you. He said, I think I can handle it. I said, All right. Call me or text me if you change your mind. You know, I got back to the hotel. Give me a little bit, brother. Pulled up in the parking lot. I mean, I, before I put the truck in park, my phone was going off. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you get changed, it don't matter about the surroundings. You know that you're not the same that you used to be. I'm telling every young person at the Avalanche Youth Conference that you can leave here different than the young person you came here to be in. Leon texted me on the phone and you know what it said? It said, come get me please. Ain't ready. Ain't gonna be much longer. Only 12 minutes. He got his prime now, man. I went back and got Brother Leon. Went back to the hotel. We got to talking about Jesus. You know, I went to a lot of Wednesday night Bible studies. <laughs> and I thought that I could tell him everything that I'd heard in one night. We stayed up till the sun arose. I was fixing to say before the sun uh, crowed, but, but that was the roosters. Uh, we, I'm telling you, we, we watched the sun rise and we were still talking about Jesus. I'm talking all night long. Leon went back to Raleigh, North Carolina. He looked at, he went home where he was living with that old girl. He said, you know that I love you. He said, but something happened to me while I was gone. He said, if you want to go get in church, let's serve the Lord. He said, but if you don't, I got to go serve the Lord. He went into the closet. He got a paper sack filled with all kinds drug paraphernalia and he got a cigarette he put him in the sack and as he left town he threw him out the window God totally delivered hey it pays to serve the Lord you can't get deliverance anywhere else that is serving Jesus you can't get deliverance anywhere else that being washed in the blood you can't get freedom anywhere else Leon went back to his mama. He said, Mama, you know the kind of life that I've been living. He said, But Mama, I want to tell you something. Now his mama was a Trinitarian, but she certainly didn't like them clubs and them uh, places that he used to play in. And she had been praying for a long time that God would get her son out of those venues. And so when Leon told his mama, he said, Mama, I ain't going to be doing that kind of music anymore. He said, Mama, I ain't going to be sacking up anymore. He said, Mama, God took the nicotine out, the taste of my mouth. He said, Mama, I got delivered out of drugs. He said, Mama, you ain't got to worry about me going back in the clubs, in the ballrooms, in the television shows that we used to play on. He said, No. Oh, mama, he said, I done got something better than all of that. I got something greater than all of that. He said, Mama, I'm gonna go serve the Lord. His mama was so excited that her boy wasn't gonna go back to those type of places any longer. But she wasn't too crazy about this Jesus name message. She said, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. She said, but I don't believe in this baptism in Jesus' name. But it pays to serve the Lord. 
Leon said, Mama, would you just let me call you every day? And let's just read the Word of God together. Every day for six months, called his mama. Open up that book. He said, he said, Mama, I just want to read you the Word of God. You got to open up that book. Woo. Six months went by. Mama woke up one morning, called Leon on the phone, and said, Do you mind if your pastor would mind if I drove down to the church? Because I believe I need to get baptized in Jesus' name. And she drove over two hours to get rebaptized in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Can I tell you that Brother Leon is still in the church today? Brother Leon is preaching the gospel today. Brother Leon is doing prison ministry today. Brother Leon is serving God today. Just got married to a good, godly, apostolic young lady. I'm telling you, it pays. Now his mama's got the Holy Ghost. Now his mama's been baptized in Jesus' name. It pays to serve the Lord. Somebody shout, it pays. It pays to serve Jesus. Last thing I'm going to say is that I'm going to be done. Because... I feel a shout coming on. I want to shout with you. I really do. Last thing. Went down to the prison. It's before I started evangelizing full time. I brought Leon. Leon was with me. He did half the service. I did half the service. In that prison service, first one he had ever ministered at. At the end of the service, there was a man in that prison chapel. He came down to the altar. His name was Mr. Paul. Paul McNeil. When Leon got done, Mr. Paul came up and hugged his neck, hugged my neck, tears running down his face. You got to understand now, in North Carolina, I know it's known for churches. But there's a whole lot of North Carolina that ain't never heard this apostolic message. And so where he was from, that he had never heard anybody preaching Acts 2.38. So Mr. Paul came up and cry, was crying and he looked at Leon and he said, you know what? He said, I'm supposed to be what y'all are. He said, I'm supposed to be what you and I, what you, what you guys preach. He said, he said, I've been in this prison for 40 years. He got sent there in 19 and I don't know how long it was but 40 years he told us and he said, I got in this jail cell and I got to open it up this Bible. He said, I got to Acts chapter 2 and I saw when the day of Pentecost was fully come that they were all in one accord and in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them clothes and tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each he said I read that and he said I knew that I needed to give that he said I went down to Acts 2 and verse 38 never heard it preached God, turn the lights on and give him the truth. Right there in that prison cell for 40 years, Mr. Paul had been praying that somebody would come to that jail and preach this Acts 2.38 gospel. And here Leon is, just got out of the world, just got baptized himself. First prison service, went down there, he went back, and who was the first one to get baptized? It was Mr. Paul McNeil, him and eight others, Leon baptized them all in the name of Jesus because it pays to serve the Lord. I want everybody to lift your hands right now. I want everybody all over this building. I want you to come down to this altar. I feel a shout coming on because you know that it pays. You know that there's a reward. You know that this is the best life. I want you to come down here with your hands lifted up. I want you to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. It's time to pray it's time to praise him. It's time to praise him. It pays to serve God.
Jesus on my mind. Nobody but Jesus, Jesus, got him on my mind. Jesus, Jesus, got him on my mind. Jesus, Jesus, got him on my mind. I got Jesus on my mind. Oh, if you see me jumping, I got him on my mind. If you see me jumping, I got him on my mind. Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Man, that's good preaching. Oh, let me tell you. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? My life was nothing until He set me free. What a change. What a change. He's made in my life. No more compromise. No more compromise. The wrong, the the right. He made a difference. He made a difference in my life. I don't walk like I used to walk. He made a difference. I don't talk. I don't talk like I used to talk. Like I used to talk. He made a difference. What a change, what a 
Praise God. Aren't you thankful for the change that he's made in your life? Are the young, any young people being changed? Praise God. Anybody got the Holy Ghost today? Anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost today? Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Ballinger. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Be mindful of those that are still praying. Amen. But you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Praise God. One, two. Gym's open from two to four.